Yeah, everything about this trade was stunning. What did you bank on this one? I believe this was about 7.8. I love it. Well, congrats. Six figures secured. Talk us through your journey, as in how you came to Falcon. Talk us through the thought process of taking this type of entry. Amazon FBA, there was trading. There was all these loads of things that you could do to make money online. I don't feel like I need to be sitting at a computer screen. The market doesn't reward you from being 80% disciplined. It's every day. And if you can use AFT like that, your trades will just be phenomenal. It's been one of the best journeys of my life to gain experience in the market. Grateful to be in this position. Nine trades back to back gone. And then that shattered my confidence completely. You really want to believe something. There's been some highs, there's been some lows. I wasn't good at maths, I failed it at college. I wanted to be a full-time trader by the end of the year. This is actually possible. Trading, trading, trading. All of that euphoric feeling. You can't stop my trading. It's just made me a much better trader overall. Welcome back to another Inside the Mind podcast. Darius, yeah. welcome to the podcast. I'm really Thank excited you. to get into this. And I thought before we get into your story and, you know, so you're at six figures now, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, firstly, congrats on that. I'm looking forward to digging into, you know, everything that got you up to that stage and your plans and things that you can share with the community. But I thought we'd go over a couple of trades that you've yeah. taken recently. And we'll start off with this, this Euro Kiwi position. Oh, this was a beautiful yeah. structure just above. Talk us through the thought process of taking this type of entry. Yeah. So... I remember it quite well. So we had a value area where price was at the top end. Um, it was like a daily inflection area. It was more of a four-hour hook. It was just sitting outside a large area of volume. Um, it broke the four-hour hook, just broke the structure, popped back in, and then broke all structures. So we knew that was an area of value that we were looking for. Price tapped into that, sold off, and then we're at current price. So just before the third touch had been met, the daily closed with you know a full body, uh, full body close. I missed the first entry on the third touch. Um, yeah, this one here, yeah, on the break. I was asleep, so couldn't get that. However, I wake up, you know, between three and four a.m. I woke up, saw that I really had closed, and we started consolidating on the fifteen, and then checked the five just for a more precise entry, and you know, set the reduced risk entry. Um, the the entry style I was looking for here was. I'm playing the three-touch flag. However, the five-minute consolidation is just taking the volume from that larger flag and just getting in again because I missed the top entry. Nice. So if you was awake, would you have got in at the top? How would you have taken it? How would you have taken the top entry? Would you have taken it on the 15 or the five? Or Well, I, would, I probably would have gotten in the 15. I think there was two um, two rejections. I would have gotten in the second. Yes. I would have had the entry on the body, but after listening to your trade recap, you mentioned something that was quite a good tweak was if you have that little consolidation at the top, you can just put your entry below the wicks just to be a bit more precautious. Yes. Yeah. And again, the amount of times I saved me from trades, like unnecessary losses, where you yeah. just think, was it really worth the extra reward for that happening quite regularly when you could just get a little bit of that's where your edge is. It's just underneath that mm. little clue on the five. So that's solid. Yeah. But this trade that you took, beautiful, beautiful entry because of the reasons yeah. you explained, playing the volume of what that is. And I think that's why some people get that confused. They look at that flag independently without understanding the story. You, yeah. This is where your advantage is, basically. You've taken advantage of the fact that all the volume that you would like that would warrant the move to the downside, you're essentially getting another clue that, right, we're consolidating, we're literally just stacking orders right outside this flag that's already in continuation. And there yeah. we go. So I love the idea of getting in this. Do you remember what you got out of this in the end? I think it was about 2.3% on, I think it was around 2.3, 2 2.2%. So not the biggest amount of percentage, mm -hmm. but the reason I really liked it was the context behind it. You know, it could easily go amiss. 
Um, but on its own, that tiny little five-minute consolidation, it could be in a random area. It doesn't make as much sense. However, with the three-touch just sat underneath is why I really liked it. Yeah, no, this, this is lovely. Was this one of the trades on your securing your funding, or was this separate? Yes, this was securing my funding. Okay, nice. Yeah. Right, well, th- this other trade here, was this another one to secure your funding? Yes. Yeah, but nice. I, I, yeah I took it on. I do have another account from my six figures, mm-hmm. um, so I took it live on that as well, but this was what got me my funding, this, this trade here. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Talk us through this because this is like got AFT yeah. in it. There's there's so much yeah. about this. And I know you uh you you trade US oil quite a lot, or is this an instrument that you gravitate towards? Well, I I like, you know, I'm I'm with Evie on the Germany 30 and the UK yeah. 100. So I like my I like indices. Yes. In fact, two trades before US oil, I hadn't traded oil for a while. I had it on my watch list. So one of my rules is before I start trading an instrument again, like US oil, it could be the Aussie 200. I want to at least ghost trade it mm. at least two times before I'm taking it live, you know, just to get back in sync with that or, you know, the spread. So I'm taking it on a demo, not because of anything apart from just getting back to the feel of the instrument. So I've taken two ghost trades on oil and then put it on my watch list. And then this trade came. Lovely. Love that. So talk us through this trade then. What, what was your thought process leading up to it? Because the entry is very yeah. precise and I understand it. But for those yeah. that maybe not, talk us through the position. Yeah, so again, I do remember the daily to the four hour. I know it was a daily area of value. I believe it was a hook. We did have value areas above um, on the daily time frame. So for me, taking any entries from this value area had to be using my time frames correctly. Um, so we had the four hour drop. It closed, the four hour closed just below the, the hook point to the left, mm-hmm. which is where the, the arrow is. We had the hourly consolidation, or I call it an hourly stall, just before it has six candles. It's showing it's stalling. I will then jump to the 15, which has been giving me permission. I went had this little one, two, three on the five, which I had the hook point. The hook point was just sat just out, just above the hook point to the left, which is mm-hmm. why I liked it. Popped up, evening star, one, two, three. The entry was was no problem. It was simple, just like that. Yeah, that was lovely. What did you bank on this one? I believe this was about 7.8. Yeah, nice. A nice simple play to that inflection point to the left as well. Yeah, I manually yeah. closed once I reached, you know, the profit target. Yeah, it makes sense. Great tactic. Yeah, everything about this trade was was stunning. You know, mm-hmm. the the volume set outside of it, the little hook point. How have you found transitioning into AFT and how has that been useful for a trade <laughs> like this? So in the beginning, using AFT caused, you know, some problems, mm-hmm. um, you know, using it too fast, too early on. But during Q4 2021, I believe that's when it came out. Yeah. Um, 2022, sorry. During Q4, I spent the whole of Q4 really just testing it. And when I've put it into play just before the end of this year, um, it's been absolutely phenomenal. When I've used the timeframes correctly, it's something obviously Ebby talks about a lot and I really do enjoy it, is being able to use your timeframes correctly. Just like here, where we had an inflection point, the daily, the, the daily inflection point, we had value areas above. So it doesn't make sense for just the first pop in and five minute flag because you're not at that high value area. You're at an inflection point. So then using your timeframes like the four hour to the one hour, then the 15, and if the five is permittable to 15, then it all goes together perfectly. And if you can use AFT like that, your trades will just be phenomenal using the timeframes like that. Yeah, I love I love the use of multi time frame analysis here correctly and yeah. understanding how to use them. And this is where AFT comes in to be extremely powerful once mm-hmm. you know how to unlock the time frame. 
versus yeah. just you know taking a random type stop that's where this yeah. industry gets confused it's obsessed with wanting to get the tightest stop in the area when really there has to be context i really like this position it has so much has so many layers to the actual entry itself yeah. and it just yeah. shows you how precise you can be in the right moments yeah for sure aft can be you know you can take the tight consolidations on, on the five minute which obviously is your your speciality however just using aft with a 50 minute flag on its own without touching anything else can really just do wonders on its own if you're just being able to use the 15 to the five it's perfect yeah, I love it. Well, congrats. Six figures secured. I'm sure that's a great milestone for you and you feel yeah. incredible about that. And then it's uh, onwards and upwards to the next stage. But for those of people listening in, you know, learning about you for the first time, yeah, talk us through your journey as in how you came to Falcon. Was you learning how to trade before, like different styles? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So going back to the very beginning, um, I, you know, from the very beginning, Left school at 15, no qualifications, hospitality career, all the way from Edinburgh to then Tenerife, Spain. Um, that was my career before trading. During COVID, obviously things were going, you know, wrong with the hospitality industry. Nothing was, you know, we couldn't work. So I took two years off, came back to the UK from Spain, um, and quickly saw online there was drop shipping, Amazon FBA, there was trading, there was all these loads of things that you could do to make money online. I, for some reason, picked to have a look at trading. Um, you know, I did the the one month of signal services. Mm -hmm. I did, you know, baby pips, um, you know, AMAs, support and resistance, the whole lot. That was about one month. You know, I wasn't really focused. I wasn't, you know, really taking any education. And it was just playing around with the idea. Then I decided to go for mentorship. I liked what it was, what trading looked like. I liked what it could offer. So I went for mentorship. Bless, uh, luckily enough, I stumbled upon Falcon the very first time. So I've never been anywhere else. So Falcon was my was my first um, mentorship foundation series watched. And that's been two years from there. And that's the journey in a, in a simple form. Wow. Love that. You know, it's been a, a couple of years. So it's not been an overnight success. You know, you've been very yeah. intentional uh, mm -hmm. with the, the work that you've put in. And I can see that you're someone who has kept yourself sometimes in the shadows a little bit. But your mentality... Sure, yeah. You've been getting on with it and now you've hit an incredible milestone with lots of things yeah. to come throughout this year yeah i i saw a great mentality from you and i remember this in fx live and you was talking about that you was going to get a desk at a trading floor because you wanted to feel that you know sense of just maybe doing something getting out of the office and meeting people talk us through that period of your journey as well and why you've done that in the first place yeah so it goes back to when i before trading i've always from from 15 you know 20 i was working in hospitality with my brother he's got a, a successful company from edinburgh into tenerife you know and i've always had that brotherhood i've always had a strong bond with another with another man um or anyone really where we would work side on side you know be able to talk all the time and just spring ideas to each other so when i came back to the uk and i embarked on the trading journey i quickly realized staying in my own home with just my girlfriend got rather lonely and a bit, a bit, you know, tedious. Um, so about a year into that, I was like, you know what? I know there's a guy called um, Sam from, from KB who was in Glasgow, um, just literally a 10 minute walk from where I lived, um, who had an office, uh, who had a trading floor, had a desk for rent, 
And, you know, I wanted just to feel that professionalism that maybe I was, which was maybe my own fault that I was lacking at home. I was maybe lacking the, the morning routine, the evening routine, or just being disciplined. So I decided to go for the, the office um, and I embarked on that journey, which was being, which was great. You know, I met really good people and um, it was cool to be on a trading floor. You know, we had the squawk system, so you could hear the news come out, you know, NFP coming out, you'd have 10, the countdown, 10, 9, 8. Mm. So it was, a, it was a great, great journey, but um, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, that was my office journey. Yeah, nice. So it clearly shows that you value investing in yourself. And For wanted, sure, 100%, to, wanted yeah. to make sure you're doing all the right things. I'm sure that was an incredible experience to to just have. Yeah. So talk yeah. us through what is it like for you now? Your your setup and you said that yeah, maybe yeah. it's lacking that professionalism. How yeah, yeah. and fast forward are you going to the the desk now or you got your own office? What's the setup looking like at the moment? So I was in KB for about six months. Um me and one other guy from KB decided to get our own office. Um, that was just around the corner. It was in our names. So it wasn't just renting a desk. We took a lease for our mm. own office, somewhere that was ours, which I really loved. Um, that was around six months ago. So six months at KB, the next six months were in my own office. Had my own setup there, you know, it was 24-7 showers. We basically lived there mm-hmm. all day. Um, you know, some of it was trading, some of it was just to have a laugh and just to enjoy. But um for the six months that I was in that office you know I really learned discipline in terms of my morning routine you know I, it was my own office so I, I also felt a sense of responsibility paying so much money that I had to be there and use my time correctly mm-hmm. um so six months goes past there um and now I'm back I'm back at home I feel I feel like I'm at the stage now where I don't need you know like a babysitter almost I can mm-hmm. I trust myself completely to make sure I'm up every day doing my stuff, going to the gym, getting my work done, getting my forecasting done and getting off my day. I don't feel like I need to be sitting at a computer screen for 12 hours anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was also, I think that was also something I needed to rewire my brain was that I had to be working 12, 16 hours a day to, you know, to be successful. Yes. Whereas, whereas now I feel like I'm at the stage where not of, a, of level of, of scale or experience, but I know if I just show up every day, get the, the needle moving tasks done, forecasting gets done i don't need to be sitting here for 12 hours i can say for four hours and make sure i get the absolute best work i can done and that's it yeah that's brilliant you needed to go through that journey for yourself to teach yourself you know for maybe sure. that maybe that was that key thing of you an old belief of why well, if i work harder it's going to get me closer towards this or the only way that i can feel professional is if i'm mm-hmm. in an office but really the professionalism it starts as soon as you get up like you can be professional 100 yeah 100 so that's, that's why I loved Monk Pond so much was you had a Monk mode, you know, make sure before you even look at the charts, you're dressed, you're sharp, yes. you're ready. And that was what I was probably was probably missing when I first started without the office was just that sense of professionalism in myself was not, I, I needed something to kick that professionalism in me. And, you know, I'm not afraid to say that. That's just what I had to do. And, you know, it was a blessing in disguise, I think. Yeah, and then you learn and you grow, and that's what it is. That's the whole. Sure. That's the whole part of why we're here as well. Like mentorship, yeah. we've gone through that, so we know, you know that the the market doesn't reward you from being eighty percent disciplined. Mm-hmm. It doesn't reward you from being ninety percent disciplined or even ninety five. It's every day. Like the word sure. discipline is that you. It's a hundred. It's not like discipline. Sometimes it goes against the, actual like it, yeah. the word itself. Yeah. So 
Monk Mode Month, we saw an incredible, no coincidence, we saw an incredible, enormous amount of breakthroughs because sometimes people kid themselves. They say, yeah, I, I do my forecasting every day. Well, why is it Monk Mode Month in particular when you have, because a lot of the feedback I got, which was really interesting, it's important that everyone actually understands, you can deceive yourself. The first feedback I got was like, Mark, I already do all this. I said, well, you'll have no problem executing on it then. Yeah. Is that I already do this. Yet yeah. all the biggest breakthroughs came from those people that already do that. Well, if you've already done it, why did the breakthroughs happen here? It's because when you do something, you can coast, you can go through the motions. When there's an extra level of intensity, you don't know that throughout the whole month, you might have slipped up on your routine. And you'll think, yeah. oh, I already do this. You probably do 95% of the time. But what about a 5% window? Now you're more accountable. That could have been the thing that helps you break through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's sure. it's so listen, no one can beat the person that shows up every single day. The universe won't reward the person that shows up five days a week versus the person that shows up seven. That's just the truth. For yeah. you for yourself going through this, you've yeah. been a great student, you listen very, very well, you you know, you get on with things and you've been cracking on with yourself. What advice would you give from what your observation as the community to the work ethic, how they work, how they, you know, learn content? What just straight shooting advice would you give from what you see? Because you've hit you've hit a certain level. Now I know you've mentioned before that listen, you're not in a position to give people seven-figure advice. However, you're still further along in the journey. You intentionally have done things that have got you <clears throat> towards six, six figures. It hasn't happened by yeah. fluke. So what advice would you give? I think it comes down to some keeping things simple, right? So I want to kind of go back to my belief system and it'll come into some advice you know when i was starting off in trading i had my belief system was from hospitality the harder you work the longer you work and the more you work is the better and is, is better you know if you can go on two hours sleep and just show up show up show up show up it's less about performance rather than about just working hard so when you bring that into trading it's not so much as working hard as well as you need to be performing optimally. So you need to be, you know, healthy, nutritious, you know, your diet needs to be on point. You need to be eating right. You need to be feeding yourself good. Um, and that comes into what I'm about to talk about is when you're, when you're coming into the trading journey, if you're on the beginning course or wherever, the, wherever you are on the journey, that you need to keep things simple. You stop, don't go into this mindset of, I'm going to watch content for 16 hours. You know, don't go into this mindset of I'm going to backtest for seven hours. Show up every day, but with serious intent of a certain hours amount, of, certain hours per day that you're going to show up with with intent and passion, and just listen to the coach's advice, listen to what Mark has to say, Abdul has to say, Ebby has to say, and 90% of the battle is done. So if you just leave your ego at the door, and you don't want to be in, you know, everyone has that ego where they want to say you, I've just worked 12 hours that day. You know, everybody has it. I, I certainly had it. But if you just forget that and just focus on needle-moving tasks every day that could take you two, could take you three, could take you four hours per day and just enjoy the process, you know, enjoy, enjoy some of the struggles, enjoy the pain and listen. So show up to the webinars. Don't try and get your fancy questions out. You know, I've seen that a few times. I'll be on a webinar and you can tell people are just asking questions because they want to seem involved, you know, less of that and just more pay attention you know pay attention to every word that ebby abdu yourself have to say and half your battle's done 
that, that's brilliant. It's a common pattern that I see. And I spoke to, I said the same, you just said exactly the same thing without even knowing as to what uh, Roderick has said. Now he's become a portfolio asset manager. It's the same thing. It's like an unconscious common pattern of people that get to the next level, listen well, pay attention and leave their ego at the door. Mm-hmm. It's like such a simple formula. Yet why do you think from your experience why people don't? Now, surely from a logical point of view, you're a student, you don't have the answers yet, you're not successful. Why would you formulate your own opinions and not listen to the guidance that you're investing in yourself to learn? From my own experience, because I have been through, you know, the first, especially the first six months, I came into Falcon with a huge ego. You know, mm. I had done quite well previously to to coming into trading. You know, I wasn't doing extremely well, but I had done okay. You know, so I had some sort of ego at the door. I came in with something in my mind that I was already at a level of intelligence. Mm-hmm. So I think when you when when that happens, when you start coming into the webinars, and you know, it's funny because everybody, yourself and Abdi always say, don't think that you're the anomaly. You know, don't think that you're the 0.1%. I think subconsciously people think they are. So when you say, don't go for funding within the first six months, or don't go for, don't chase funding early on, set the foundations, people then turn around to themselves and go, but I think I'm the, the 1%. Maybe I'm maybe I'm that one percent who already has good foundations, already has good morals, already has good emotional intelligence. So I'm gonna go for funding. And then they don't realize by doing that, they're setting themselves back six months a year because it's gonna take them six months a year to even realize they're in that battle. And they just let themselves down a slippery slope. So I think people, if they just if they just listen, take care of take care of how they do their work, don't come in with the ego. They should be fine and everyone you know they will be fine not should be they will be fine if they do that yeah that, that's that's really really great and you just said something very very important which is it's not even the detriment of understanding that you shouldn't be going for funding too early on for the sake of like rushing it i get it you want to make money you want to quit your job there's lots of emotions as to that are influencing you however it's the what detriment at what cost it's not the cost of like you've paid i don't know like 500 pounds for a funding assessment it didn't go well when you lost 500 pounds it's how long did that take? You might have gone through on that through that process for like four or five months, and you've now lost four or five months of growth. It's not the five hundred; yeah. it's the you've set yourself back even mm-hmm. further. Where someone else yeah. has come in, listen well, maybe gone through the foundation series a few times, and you're looking at looking at that thing. I don't need to go through that. I've already done exactly. that. I understand that. Our Mark yeah. speaks about a flag. I know what a flag is. It's just a three touch. It's like, yeah. well, why are you not executing on it then? It, yeah. There's so many layers that link into the simplicity of what we do. And I think if more people would listen well, they would get further. And it's very important this year in particular that that happens because, as you know, we've spent a lot of years building great infrastructure. And this is what I would say the breakthrough year. And For so sure. it's already happened. I mean, you're uh, you're a, yeah. an example of one of those breakthroughs. Like, Everyone is just getting to that next level now. It's so good. What what do you feel about that from what you've seen? Like start of the year, we obviously predicted this early on that I use the word predicted lightly. I mean, more instinctively, I could tell there were so many more people that have done the work for quite a few years that they were at a level where if breakthroughs were going to happen, it would happen this year. And it would yeah. be like astronomical. We had a lot of it last year as well, especially towards the tail end. But I knew yeah. this year would be like on another planet. What have you seen and observed from from seeing that? Well, for sure, one hundred percent. I know a lot of people, especially in the FX Live community, how how much 
passion everybody has towards Falcon as a whole. So even if we just remove trading from it for one moment and think about everyone's loyalty towards Falcon, you know, especially in the FX Live community, everybody loves the actual community itself. Everyone's got that accountability with each other. You know, we all know each other's names. I might not have spoken to everybody in person or via the camera, but everybody's cheering for everybody. Everybody has that accountability that I know, for example, with Seam as now portfolio asset manager. So I know six months to a year, he should be leveling up. He has that accountability with himself. So it's no doubt that this, this year especially is going to be the year of scale, whether that be, you know, somebody gaining consistency, somebody removing belief systems, this will be the year that everybody levels up in one way or another. And it's been great, especially kicking it off with monk mode. I think that really set the, the tone because I would imagine some people did in monk mode, maybe three days in, 10 days in, 18 days in, they slipped up. And I remember you said very clearly on an SMB, you said, how do you expect to trade seven figures if you can't even stick to this for 28 days? Yes. So if you imagine if somebody thinks they're going to be trading seven figures in December, 2023, and they've slipped up four times during monk mode months, they know within themselves they've got so much work to do. So it's time to just knuckle down and get to, get to work. That's it. And the truth is the truth, right? You can't hide from yourself. I would rather people highlight the truth to themselves as a mirror than fantasize for another six months. Yeah. Because at the end of the year, I want to hear more of the stories. Oh, by the way, I'm trading, you know, 220K. I've had my first big withdrawal. Uh, it was only 17,000 pounds, but, you yeah. know, I used to make 30K a year. So 17K is a huge thing for me. Like, it's great to be here. Yeah. That's what I want to listen to. I don't yeah. want to hear anything else. So naturally, yeah. I'm going to push every single one of you to be like, we need to get this done. This is the year of scale. We're making yeah. it happen. And yeah. I think sometimes, and this is important for me to say, don't get too caught up into this idea of, listen, aim for seven figures, yes, but if you was trading 700 at the end of the year, you're not going to be unhappy. You're not going to yeah. be in Dubai going, do you know what, I messed up, you know, I'm only trading 700K. Yeah, We underestimate how powerful even a 300K, 400K, someone yeah. might not be anywhere close to, even if you see people that have traded, let's say 500k end of the year, and someone might be a student that just breaks through to consistency. They'll look at that and go, ah, maybe I failed. Like, no, you're at your level, you've progressed. And in another year from there, or another six months, you might be trading quarter of a million. Stop comparing yourself to someone else that might have another four years on you, or more intention, yeah. or, a, or a stronger mindset that they've cultivated. Like, just focus on yourself, like you'll get there in your own time. For sure, the year of scale can mean multiple things for everybody. And I think that's what people don't get lost into the seven figures itself. Seven figures is everyone's goal. It could take you three years, two years, one year. It does not matter. The, the year of scale means you as a person need to level up. And as a side effect, you will get to the higher figures. You will get to 700. You will get to 800. It could, you could get to the million this year. But if you don't do that level up within yourself, you're never going to get there anyway. So you may as well look at this year as you're going to scale up you as a person, whether that be health, improvement, trading, everything combined. And then that's how you get to the seven figures. Definitely. And I'm glad you take everything in holistically. It shows your your character and your view on all of this. You spoke about earlier emotional composure as to being, how important is that to you? Is that something that's really clicked for you? <clears throat> for sure. So um, I've never had one-to-one -one coaching with Ebby, as I, as I mentioned to you. However, I did, I did text on this. I said, it feels like he's been my my silent mentor in terms of one-to-one -one coaching because 
maybe preaches very well composure, you know, the composed will win. And if, again, if people just listen, you know, don't, if you're viewing every story or coach's corner and you're just there for the entertainment, as you said, some people just want to be entertained. If you just actually listen to what he's trying to say, he's telling you that you need to be composed in every aspect of your life. Just like how I said to you, I might be a bit nervous speaking to you for the first time, but you got to be composed. If you can't be composed in all areas of life, how are you going to do it in the most difficult thing in, in the world? Let's say trading, you know, the financial markets. So composure isn't just, you know, being able to breathe correctly when you're placing a trade or not sweating or not feeling anxious. It's composure in all aspects. Composure could be on the third mile of a run when you want to give up, but remaining composed, your breathing stays the same. It's in every aspect of life. So if you listen well, and Abby talks about it, the composure, you need to have that in every aspect of your life, um, not just in trading. And I think if you can master the composure, which again, I'm nowhere near, but I'm still learning. I think if you can remain composed in trading, it could be health, fitness, wherever. If you choose to be a composed person, you'll find everything a lot more straightforward and easy, almost. Something that stands out to me is that what you figured out that you could see either consciously or unconsciously is that everything is connected to everything else, right? Everything is connected and you clearly have got that down to a T. So everything that you're doing is connected and you've made that connection. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very difficult to go wrong because you yeah. will know, you'll be able to reverse engineer it. Let's say you went for a slippery patch. Listen, achieving six figures or then achieving multiple six figures isn't the end game and then you can't have any you know setbacks it happens to the best of traders however you can mitigate a lot of that risk from happening by just reverse engineering and realizing hold on a minute i seem to perform when i do this 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 this, and this so let's <clears throat> make sure that we never not do that you know as a sure. as an insurance policy we make sure we always do this that is our non-negotiable yeah. Is there any non-negotiables of what you've done, whether it be evening, morning? Is there something that you do every day that you can attribute towards, like, this is where I get my mental clarity. This is that I know if I do this every day, I'm going to be just fine. Yeah, so I was literally just about to speak upon it, is you said your, I think you mentioned the last SMB, your reserve tank. Yes. So what, what's your reserve tank? So for me, my reserve tank, or what keeps me non, what's my non-negotiable, I kind of use it like my reserve tank, is I'm up. 3 to 4 a.m. every day, usually around half three. Now, many people think that's obscene. Um, you know, I'm in bed for half eight, Monday to Friday. Even the weekend, I have my, I have, I enjoy my time um, more leisurely anyway. But every day, Monday to Friday, is half three in the morning. That's something that's been with me for the last four years, not just recently. That's what keeps me on my toes. That's what keeps me feeling fresh. Um, you know. I know that's a choice every morning to get up at half three to four, three, four, whatever it is to get up at that time. And it's very difficult, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. So my non-negotiable is I'm up at half three and I'm in the gym or I'm running straight after. So I'll get up, I'll, you know, get ready. I'll go out for a workout. It could be weights. It could be the run. I'll come back. That is probably my one non-negotiable that I, I, it keeps me on the clear path. Is I feel like when I slip up on those, which I rarely, rarely do now, I lose that sort of trust in myself. Yes. You know, why did I not get up at half three today? What, what was it that my mind couldn't cope with? Mm -hmm. Was it, was I couldn't, that I couldn't cope with a half an hour less sleep today? Well, that's not an excuse. Like, how can your brain, after not having just a half an hour less or an hour less sleep, how can you not control your mind that much? You just can't get out of bed and stand up. That doesn't make sense. And then you want to trade seven figures. It just doesn't work. So if I know that me waking up at half three 
is a contributing factor to one day in the next year or two years, I'll be trading seven figures. You best believe I'll be doing it every day. Mm-hmm. 100%. So that's my non-negotiable. Yeah, I love that. And that's clearly just something you just, it's important that you understand what it is. That's the reason why I mentioned it to you. So yeah. you kind of even reaffirm that to yourself because mm-hmm. it's very difficult to go wrong. Sometimes for people, it's like two things, three things. Some people it's one. And the one thing could be, right, I have a cold shower every day. And that becomes almost like, for you, it's your anchor point, like you getting up at that three to four, that's where it is. And it's like, that's where success lies. You know, you can take care of the rest of your day. I think it shows an incredible amount of discipline, actually, before you get up, which is the 8.30. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually harder for people to go, do you know what? This is not a normal time. Most people will stay up a little bit longer where you've got, you have to wind down. You have to intentionally figure out a way to go to sleep. Yeah. Now I'm sure by getting up at the time that you do, naturally yeah. your body clock is getting tired at like half yeah. seven, eight or whatever. So you're able to do that. But it still takes a lot of discipline to stick to that all the way through. For sure. I mean, I've got a girlfriend, you know, she wants to watch movies. Um I've got so, friends. so no movies for you then. <laughs> Not during the week anyway, no. <laughs> um I've got, you know, I've got family in, in Spain, you know, obviously they have siesta, they wake up late, they can't speak to me. But you know it's as I said, it's something that I need to do. Whether people can turn around and go, but you don't need to do anything between three to five or six. You can still go to the gym at four to five or whatever. But for me, it's my anchor point. It's my reserves. Because when I get to, you know, 4 p.m. and I've got work to do and I may be procrastinating, that's my reserves. I know I can wake up at half three. I know I can continue working for another hour and get my work done properly. So that's my reserves. Um, but yeah, I mean, no social life during the week anyway. Yeah, well, it's good. Well, you're going to be able to attribute a lot of your success to that because you're yeah. not distracted, you're focused, you're clear, and you're just getting on with it every single day, the ne- the needle-moving tasks. What does mm-hmm. – paint us the picture before I ask you the last question. Paint us the picture of what does the end-of-year success look like to you? Now, I don't mean attach on to particular numbers, but what, what would that look like to you where you would be proud of yourself, right? End of the year, this is where I'm at, this is what I've done. Um, for the end of the year, I would be I would be happy with myself and you know pleased if I can look back and say I go over all my quarterly SRs and it's it, there's no I don't have really any monetary goals this year for me it's just about scaling myself and if I can go Q1 because Q1 Q2 Q3 and Q4 if I can look back over all those quarters into my ASR and my trading percentage so every talks about it, it's your 100 to, to zero ratio yes. yeah the ratio you know yeah. if i know let's say 95 percent of every quarter i've stuck with a not that ratio that's when i'm going to be happy you know this year is not about money to me or 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 you know a certain figure i would love to be as close to seven figures as possible but if that's at the back of my mind for this year i'll take that step next year in terms of focusing on on that goal if i get to 700 fantastic i will be you know going for that However, this year will be more about making sure my performance is at peak because this will be the first full year really I'll be I'll be I'll be um you know fund, uh, funded. Yeah, that's year. amazing. Even just taking your time with funding, like sitting in that feeling of like, right, I'm a funded trader. I'm behaving as if I'm going to be a seven figure trader. Like I'm doing the right things is important as well. Which is why sometimes when people say, right. There's the part of not being ready for funding where it's like, look, this is too early on. And there's the other side where people are four years in and they're scared to go for a funded assessment because they don't want to get feedback from the market. They don't want to be under that pressure. But being in that pressure 
is where the growth is. It might not go right the first time. That's okay. But you still need to experience. What is it like to trade under pressure where there's rules and that I can't mess up? And it means that every decision I make has a consequence. If I don't go to sleep at 8.30 and if I don't wake up at 3.30, that's going to knock me out of sync. I'm not going to be in the right flow state. I won't trust myself. And you lose that trust with yourself. So it's such an an intentional thing to do that. I think if more people would look at the actual performance over the outcome, they would be better. And clearly you've understood that, which is, you're more happy about the fact that if you follow the process because you know the outcome is going to take care of itself anyway. Like even yeah. if you were hypothetically 420 at the end of the year, you wouldn't obsess at the number. You'd be like, I'm trading 420K. But what's more important is that every single trade leading up to it is deliberate. Every sure, was great. Every ratio was great. Look, I'm, next year I'll trade seven figures, but I've yeah. done everything I need to do. I think you've got yeah. a great head on your shoulders <laughs> and you're you're going in the right direction 100%. Thank you. I do want to add to that. Uh, for sure, my I do have you know that side in myself that wants to be seven figures this year. I'm not a robot, as we always say, but primarily my year this year will be making sure that I can perform in now this new pressure that I have optimally every single quarter, week on week, without a question, ninety five percent at minimum at that level. If I can do that, I know next year the going into twenty twenty four, I'm ready for whatever's to come. That could be seven figures whatever that may be i know i'm ready for it nice nice well darius last question for for you my friend which is how how important is you know having that mentorship you mentioned earlier about you know finding the right mentorship and and brotherhood which is i fully resonate with i've just like being around people where you actually are excited to see other people win how important has it been for you and just your overall perspective of just the Falcon community as a whole and just where we're headed. Because it's always yeah. interesting, us, I guess, from my perspective, that I'm mm-hmm. in the loop with the team. We're, we're moving the cogs and, and putting things together. But from your perception yeah. as to how you feel uh, safe and secure, knowing that you've got your future laid out ahead of you, does that give you confidence yeah. is the point I'm making? A 100%, 100%. I mean, I don't think you might not see it. Obviously, you won't get to see it from our point of view. But as somebody who's spent time with other traders from different communities, I, we've had um, I've had conversations with people, and it's I almost laugh when I'm talking to them about their community because it's that's all you get. Like we've got somebody here, the coaches and yourself, giving us a life plan to success. You know, it's from the property fund that would be potential. You know, the everything together in one is you've you've given us the the pathway to consistency to success to everything. So it's 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 phenomenal, and I don't see why people wouldn't want this. You know, why would you want to do this on your own? Why would you want to figure it all out? You've you've done that for us, which has been your your gift to us as you went through these mistakes in, in your process to get to where you're at, and now you've given us the streamline. And if you're optimal enough, you'll get there. So without it, I don't see how you can get to the same levels. And the fact that we get to do it with uh, a brotherhood with women and, and guys as well as a team, as a unit where everyone's got the same passion is phenomenal because especially when branding, you know, Dubai 2023, looking over the Raya Pool, um, the sky roof, we all know we've all done it together. And nobody, as you always say, nobody's success takes away from other people's success. You know, I've seen that in a lot of communities. It's always a battle to see who's the best or who's the trader of the week or, you know, who's got the most R that month. And, you know, in Falcon, it's all about, just making sure everybody's doing well. And if everybody's doing well and everybody's pumped, we're going for it. And when everybody steps, when somebody steps out of line as well and somebody's maybe lacking, they get pulled up again. 
they get brought back in and it's you know they get told it's time to keep going and this is the year and i don't think you can get that um in many other places yeah no i appreciate that feedback and that's really great to of course see that from a different perspective and you mentioned something really important which is a property fund funny enough yesterday i had a massive meeting about that very thing I don't know if that's been unleashed on, on YouTube yet. <laughs> no, 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 not, not just yet. But uh, it's it's really amazing. Like for for me to see what is going to unfold, I would say in the next five years, it'll be phenomenal. Like to paint the picture, it'll be very normal for me to bring a deal together to say, right, we need to raise five million. Who's want who wants to invest? We might take you know like five hundred k from ten people, for example. That they've got that available. They want that money to work for them. And then they will get a seven to ten percent yield on that, and then they'll have like a fifteen-year contract, where we yeah. would like the equivalent of securing like a Marks and Spencers, right? Marks yeah. and Spencers would, you would buy that income, right? But you would be in like sometimes Marks and Spencers are like fifty-year contracts. So imagine you're in a position, you're trading seven figures, you're doing very well, but you know you don't just want to trade all of your money because eventually it's at risk. You want to be paid income. You want to buy mm-hmm. yourself income. You by accessing 500k into something like that may pay you a net 43,000, for example, on something like that, but for 52 years. Yeah. So you know whether you do anything or not for 52 years, unless Marks and Spencer go bust, right? But you use your obviously initiative on the stronger companies that have been around. And bearing in mind, you can feel that. If they went, they pay you a penalty. So if they leave early, there's a huge penalty that they'll pay you. Mm-hmm. You don't have no hassle. They fix everything. If the boiler breaks, they fix it. No stress. You get paid quarterly. That's how commercial yeah. works. So yeah. imagine you've got that for just 42 or 43,000. You're like, well, I've got that for 52 years. I can leave <laughs> that to my kids. These things are powerful. Yeah. That's how you actually build. That's how you build wealth. Not by let me have the biggest ego to build the biggest percentage, to have the biggest trading account. To what? To impress who exactly? All you exactly. care about is you live in an intentional life for you. And if we do that collectively, oh, it's, it's it's a very, very special thing. And I'm, I'm glad that you can see it as well. I got that question um, from one of the guys I, I used to work with in, in the floor. They asked, why do you think Mark's doing everything he does? Mm-hmm. You know, because from the outside, you need to remember most, you know, there's no foundation like what you've set. Everybody else is a community that they'll maybe do one webinar a week and it's just, you know, it's income for them really. Whereas you have kind of went, it's kind of turned into this massive empire almost in the making, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're making people going to become millionaires potentially more, you know, and everybody's going to be within this little infrastructure. It's almost scary to think, you know, everybody's going to be millionaires in this small infrastructure. They've grown up together, they've kind of came up together and it's infinite what can happen. So when people ask me, why do you think Mark does it? My real, real only answer is, you. it looks like from the outside anyway, that you honestly have a passion and care for helping others and showing them the mistakes maybe you've made. You know, we don't now have to go and learn about a contract and commercial units, although it'd be good to, to still do that. Of course, yeah. For sure, we don't have to now make the mistake of maybe not reading the fine print in a certain way. You've done that all for us, but we'll still learn it. But you've now, because you maybe helped us go through five, 10 years worth of pain and struggle. And you've done that for us, which is phenomenal. And that shows how much you care about what you're building. And I don't think there's, I don't think there's anywhere else that's got this kind of foundation and where they're, where you're going, where the company's going. I appreciate the kind words and no one ever will. They just wouldn't have the know-how and not from an egotistical point. It's just the, the probability of someone being a mentor, good at trading, good at communicating, great at business, 
understand property, know how to invest, great with their money. There's too many factors to be an one in a one person and authentically care about other people from a very unique upbringing that I have. Like to me, where it really comes from the root is that I absolutely detest the average person that disrespects their own life to not do more. Like, so for me, the epitome of just what being on my laptop and traveling around the world and I can do whatever I want, wherever I want, right? I've, yeah. I've done it for me to be able to see people that just waste their life away, complain about champagne problems bullshit and there's someone in africa that drinks contaminated water like to me that i don't understand how that perspective can't come in so then i look at society i look at how people are like you just observe it when you just go to the shop or i'll go to like a shopping mall for example you just hear passing conversations and without judgment i i feel this urge and this pull towards like shake people to like they're, they're just natural communication with themselves it's like yeah. i can tell within 10 seconds like you got low self-esteem you don't believe in yourself you're closed-minded you listen to the news you're full of crap and you're going to leave a mediocre life and i could literally turn that around in like a couple <laughs> of months like to me yeah. i feel as a, a strong sense of if 100%. i can do that and then you affect your family's life and your girlfriend's life and what an incredible thing why would i not want to do that <laughs> yeah i wanted to just say something that you just made a great point about what you what you teach and how you teach doesn't just affect us, you know, as as the students. It affects who we're with, who we're with. My girlfriend, for example, you know, since I've joined Falcon, my whole mindset's changed. You know, saying, imagine you asked me how you're doing today, and I said not bad. You know, so you're passing that on to my girlfriend, my mom, my dad. It's been huge for them. So all the small details as well about you know the way you speak, the affirmation, the envision, the, the vision. Uh, visualization you know all these things don't just affect me or you know the students they affect everybody else's families so it's it's not just us it's going greater than that we're now affecting by you helping us we're affecting our families and showing them a better way to live turn off the news stop speaking to yourself in such a negative way why are you telling yourself you're not bad you know why are you using a negative to describe how you should be feeling great and positive and you've just woken up for example and that kind of Especially my mom, I saw a spring in her step when she started focusing on these things. When I would when I would meet her, she would start her challenge would be to make sure that she speaks positively. And she would almost have a spring in her step because she was so positive, because she was trying to be positive for me. And then that just carried on and it's been great since then. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that with me. Honestly, yeah. it's actually moments like that that make it even more worthwhile. When that can affect something further on than yourself and yeah. family around you. Wow, like this is just very early stages for for what falcon will uh will yeah, burst. Loads to come loads to come so much so much darius it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you on the podcast thank I'm you sure very much for, for much much longer and congratulations on securing thank six you. figures that's a great milestone now we go again emotional composure you're in a great environment sure. myself ibi and abdu of course send our um best wishes to you as well that just keep on leveling up you know i yeah. speak to ibi and abdu a lot and they've always got great words to say about people like yourself of course abdu sees you in fx live regularly showing up like we can see the mentality of it's a breath of fresh air to be teaching people that just have that mindset so thank you for doing that and of course sharing these tips with the community there'll be lots of people that will realize from hearing you and other people that I just, I've not been applying myself. I've not been going all in. I think I am, but there's someone like Darius that's got the same dashboard as me, but he's just going after it every day and he's got the discipline and literally yeah. you can't, you can't go wrong. You got the anchor point. You got the reserve tank, never lose that. Oh, so, never, uh, no, never. So we'll, we'll make it happen. But yeah, thank you. absolute pleasure. I'm looking forward to much. meeting you in person. 
shaking your hand. And I'm sure in the future, we're going to be ticking off many more milestones. Perfect. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been an honor. You're welcome.